You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Welcome back to Earth Station Trek, a show where we trek from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. I'm Charles Kelso, and it's my privilege to introduce the Earth Station Trek crew, Keith Johnson. Thanks, straight up murder to Vix. Alan Seiler. Moopsie. And Veronica Dash. <laughs> Hi. And welcome back. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We're alive. Um, and what a comeback. <laughs> well, yeah. in two weeks. Last week we had a pre-recorded show because yeah. we were at Dragon Con. Uh, mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's exciting to get to get back, Alan. I know you did several panels at Dragon Cons that were Star Trek related. I did two okay. uh, in the in the Trek track. Um, one of them was the Salamander Awards, which was <laughs> our favorite bad episode. So not ones that are terrible, just ones that we that are crappy but we love anyway okay and that are fun to watch yes yeah no shock the winner this year was spock's brain (laughs) okay yeah so you're saying like a like a and the children shall lead wouldn't qualify because it's not fun to watch whereas spock's brain is fun to watch you got it am i getting this right okay yeah you got it man that's how it is okay um there was a lot of good contenders of course the ghost candle was on there (laughs) sadly i i i love that episode i don't know i like threshold and the words are named after it (laughs) exactly (laughs) exactly and then i did um the other one uh was something okay good god i can't remember what it was (laughs) But but it was fun. We had a great time doing it. And it was with John Jackson Miller, mm. uh, who, of course, the author who's written a bunch of Star Trek novels, who has been a guest on our show. Right. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had two Star Trek related shows. Yeah. We had an adult one and we had a, an all ages one. And because we had two uh, for our all ages one, we sort of um, we decided to instead of trying to get two Star Trek shows together at the same time, we would just, um, you know, give, take our, our oldest Star Trek shows and give them one last, <laughs> one last hurrah as, <laughs> as it were. Cause our Star they Trek material dated. Yeah. Our Star Trek material, we a lot of it dates from like 2013, 2014, some, like the newest stuff is like 2017. So we need a new Star Trek show. We're going to, which we're going to do for next year. Nice. But it's a lot of like JJ Abrams jokes and CBS all access jokes and things like that. <laughs> so it's like, Hey, remember when this was what we were all mad about on Star Trek? Right. Yeah, remember when we were mad about the movies. <laughs> right. But it was good though. Cause our bad reboot show we've been doing forever and it has never gone right. It's that show's cursed. <laughs> There's always some kind of last year, like the, the audio files would cut out halfway through and it, it's just, there's always something we did it. We did it at Metrotham and, they didn't have a sound set up, so we had to use a little amp that we had in the car, and it wasn't loud enough, and yeah, you know, something. So it was nice to get through that show before <laughs> it goes in the drawer. And yeah, got some ideas for a, a, a all new Star Trek show next year with new characters and new puppets. And I mean, not even just the materials old; the puppets are old. We built those puppets in yeah. like 2013, right? Um, so I mean, they, the puppets are getting to be 10 years old. Yeah. Wow. And then we had our our, our adult oriented show, which was a little bit of an experiment for us because it was mixing in like. The puppetry and burlesque, which is a lot of moving parts for a live show, mm-hmm. especially in a space that's not, it's not a theater, right? So it's it's sort of an improvised space anyway. 
Yeah. It was an experiment for them as well because they've never had counter-programming to the big Star Trek dance. Like they have their big dance party, Starbase 80, which starts yeah. at the same time as our show. So neither us or the track knew if anyone would even show up to our show or if everyone's right. going to be at the dance. But we, we had packed the room. We had a, yeah, we had a packed house. They were thrilled. Yeah, I invited us to do it again next year, like on the spot. So yeah. well, the nice thing about that is that your show is 45 minutes. There's still plenty of time for people to go to the dance after. Right. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and like all things, it doesn't get going in the first hour. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You don't just <laughs> go to a dance when it no. starts. Yeah. Absolutely not. Well, the one show of yours that I saw, the, the family oriented one, was very good. And I really enjoyed it and loved seeing some of the pieces that I recognized performed once <laughs> again. Well, and actually, some of the pieces that I only know from video seeing them done live which was yeah. nice yeah well thank you yeah we uh it was it was fun uh, we had a good time we had good crowds for all of our shows and um i mean the our, our show in the puppetry track was like mayhem like they they had to turn like as many people away as got into the show um, that's crazy there, like, there yeah. were two lines forming and then they merged and then people were getting pushed back yeah. and they were getting upset and i was like i used to be that person <laughs> we don't like when that happens no we do not like when that happens but i was very amused because that's yeah. happened to me and i was like oh now it's happening for me yeah. that's nice thanks <laughs> for them no it made it's me not nice for it to happen but no yeah uh, just out of curiosity uh, something that we should ask really we're probably doing like vials of each other but do y'all get nervous before a show? Because no. I've spoken a lot in my life and I get nervous before, but once I'm out, I don't, I'm not nervous. I, I used to get very nervous before, just like you say, once I'm mm -hmm. out, I, 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 I told Veronica one time, it's like when you're a kid and you jump off a bridge, like yeah. into, into the lake and like, you're really nervous to like go to the bridge. You're nervous to climb up there. But once you jump, it's easy. You're just falling. <laughs> you're not nervous anymore, <laughs> right? <laughs> You've done the hard part. It's like getting yeah. up on stage is the hard part. Once it's go time, I'm, I'm usually not nervous. But yeah. I told her this year, like I was, our family shows, I think it has, my nerves entirely have been cured because we did, uh, our two adult shows were so complex and stressful. Like I just need to do something uh -huh. really hard first. And then our regular <laughs> shows just seem easy. Not only that, yeah. but these are ones we've been doing for 10 years. Yeah. So we knew the material and we still need the script, of course. Right. But um <laughs> we knew the material and we were familiar with it enough that we didn't have to be like staring at the script or worried about well, missing our cues or more anything. More comfortable with what we're doing yeah. with the audio cues. And with a puppet show, there's an additional complexity because it's like doing a stage show where none of the actors can stand or lift their own arms or talk. <laughs> you know? And so you have to do everything for them. And the thing that holds up their arm might fall out while you're right. trying to get them changed. Yeah, or an, an eyeball might fall off, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that kind of actual theater. Yeah. <laughs> where people right. can hold themselves up and like we can party. Exactly. <laughs> right. I'm sorry yes. I missed it. I usually I usually go to DragonCon every year. Uh, I didn't st still feel quite up to it because when I go, I literally sleep two or three hours a night. Oh yeah, that was and, us. I, and I and I go all day mm -hmm. long. Like, yeah. I love nothing more than getting a chili dog from that guy who has a stand on the street at three o'clock in the morning on Peachtree Street. <laughs> right. And I just didn't feel up to it this year. But I saw a lot of you guys online. I saw you and I saw Alan um, pictures of y'all doing the interviews. And it's yeah. just one of my things. I always think when I see people perform, whether it's like Alan, you with music or just doing interviews, I always wonder do people get nervous. Because you, you listen to actors, like I've listened to a lot of Star Trek actors, and the number of actors who are nervous is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. they do the thing, and they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm not a nervous guy. I, I mean, usually, mm-hmm. before we play, my band mm-hmm. plays. I just want to play. I just get right. anxious because I want to. Yeah, start. I'm ready for ah. it to go. Yeah, I'm ready for it to go. Yeah. Let's do this exactly. thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's go time, people. Cool. I'm actually okay. quiet before the show. If anybody believes that. Well, <laughs> no. Our our good buddy Wayne says Wayne. nervous. How about absolute paranoia? Was an entertainer in a past life. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've seen the pictures of Wayne. And the, Wayne was a musician in the Marines. I've seen the pictures, brother. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, singing and everything. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, we were so busy through Dragon Con because we after every every evening we had to get back here and then get reprepped and reloaded for the next yeah. day shows. Wow. I mean, to the point that after like, immediately following our Friday night show, they were doing a puppetry film screening and they were screening three of the shorts that we made um, mm-hmm. that were originally... Um, you know, part of the vir- Tulantis virtual TARDIS, but I've been sort of sitting on them for a long time. Nice. And we, we, but it was the first public screening of short films that I've made, and I was too busy to go. And oh there, man, <laughs> so I would have loved to have been in and there. There was a talk back wow. after. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, I, I got, I'll, I'll be up and t- I won't sleep. I'll have to come right back after we loaded. You know, like, I, yeah. I have to go. I have to make the decision to go. And right. it sucks, but it's nice. It's a good problem to have to be that busy. Yeah. You, yeah, you guys were really busy and you got yeah. interviewed yeah. by DC TV, which was yeah. really cool. Yeah. yeah. They reached out to us and they wanted to do a little profile on us. And so we said, sure. And, and so we, gosh darn it, you didn't bring any honey. Oh, he didn't. <laughs> That's that was, it's one of the things. Like you feel good about yourself because you're getting interviewed, and then the guy interviewing you is in a winning the winning the bear costume, and <laughs> it brings you right. back. Out. <laughs> There's one other Trek related thing that I want to mention, and that was uh, every year the Georgia Philharmonic does a full concert, oh. like 80 piece orchestra does a full concert at Dragon Con, and this year they were marking uh, certain anniversaries, and. Uh, one of the pieces that they featured was a suite of uh, the the theme and a suite of pieces from uh, Star Trek, not beyond Star Trek into darkness. Okay. And man, it was phenomenal. Wow. First of all, it was a great concert, but second of all, I feel like that piece that they did, that Star Trek piece was one of the highlights because it's a, it has that very recognizable theme that everyone loves. And then, you know, it's got all this complexity to it and it was just an amazing show. Mm. Wow, I, I'm sorry I couldn't see that. Yeah, we we didn't get to do much. We went to the Strange New Worlds panel, the first one on Friday, oh, cool. yeah. and we got to go have a photo op with uh, the Strange New Worlds cast. Yeah, that's with, awesome. Celia um, Rose Gooding and Anson Mount and Ethan Peck and Christina Sweat, Christina Chong. Yep. Yeah, Elaine Elaine Sweatman. Sweatman. Yep. She was like right in front of us. She was like holding <laughs> people in front of us in line. Yeah, we saw them there. Yeah, but uh, they were they were super cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's nice. Yeah, I I, nice I did the thing that I usually do, and um, got in trouble um, for something that I always do because I always bring the little finger puppets of the characters, and yeah. I brought them in, and I was gonna I was giving them to them, not necessarily yeah. like for them to hold in the picture, but sure you can hold them in the picture, but to no, give it to them, and they're like, not, no, uh, we can't do that, we can't like hold the them. The guy in the had picture. to swoop in and snatch them yeah. all up. I was like, like, oh no, there's a strike going on. You can't hold <laughs> exactly puppets of the characters. <laughs> exactly, I felt so bad. <laughs> Because I don't do that every year, but they I did give it to them later and they were very pleased. Celio is especially so excited to be able to receive that. Nice. So yeah. yeah. But I, I saw that they were, and at least some people, they were signing 
like character photos, mm. not yeah. like their own headshots, but them on set and in character and in costume. Yeah, and so I they thought they weren't sign the, to. So it's not that they can't sign the stuff; they can't provide the stuff. So, so other people bring, brought it with them, right? So they they okay. go to like the dealer's room and get photos and right. get the signature. Which yeah, <clears throat> you know. A thought I had watching all they all take pictures with them is from a fan's perspective, you know, they always talk about whether Star Trek is better as a television show or as a movie franchise. And one of the things that I thought about when I see a lot of these things is when you have movie stars, nothing wrong with that, like Chris Pine or Zoe Zaldana or something, and they do Star Trek, they do it every now and then. You know, they do yeah. a movie and then yeah. they may not do another movie for three, four, five years. And even if they're really down with it, you're not going to see them as much necessarily at conventions, mm -hmm. except maybe right. for, you know, the movie. But when you have people, even like people like uh, Miss Gooding, who is a Broadway star, Cecilia Kong, uh, um, Chong, Anson Mount, they do these TV shows. And if nothing else for that year, they're, they're part of it. And so you see them more and, and, and they get you get more fan access. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I love that because I've seen so many pictures of Anson Mount. And he just genuinely seems happy to be there. You yeah, know, he really like was. Say, yeah. And that's just cool. Yeah. I got to um, when I was when I brought him his puppet, it was the last it was Sunday. It was the last day he was there. Um, and at one of the panels earlier in the day that I didn't get to go to because we were doing our Star Trek puppet show, <laughs> um, he had asked the people to come to his table so he could get them to tell him the strangest thing we've seen. They've seen at Dragon Con. So and I was like, oh, I'm going to bring him his, his, and he's recording it for his podcast because he mm -hmm. has a podcast. Oh, cool. Um, and so I was like, oh, this is perfect. I can be a recording and I can give him his finger puppet. So I was like, the strangest thing I have seen at Dragon Con is a finger puppet of a star starship captain of a very strange ship. <laughs> <laughs> but I did not want to say Strange New Worlds on there. Yeah. Made sure of that. But, um, and then I apologized for the, the nice. he's like, no, 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 this is the um, coolest um, finger puppet I have myself I've ever seen. So. <laughs> so. And how many of those are there? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. Let me get a couple of comments from Matt. Um, it's uh, he says it felt like the puppetry track was really rocking at at Dragon Con this year. They always do. They they yeah. always do. And this yeah. year they had so many people from Avenue Q, and I did not get to go to any of the Avenue Q panels because they were either right before I was supposed mm -hmm. to do a show somewhere else, or at the same time as one of our shows. And I'm like, ah! yeah. <laughs> and he he also says that Garrett Wong did a great job moderating the Strange New Worlds plus one Discovery actor Q and A. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Emily. Emily Coots was there. Emily yeah. Coots, yep. There was mm -hmm. one panel yep. while she was on it with him. Yep. I yeah. wish I'd seen that one. Um, I got to interview, uh, I did the Q&A for Amanda Gill, who plays, uh, you know, she's on the the most recent three seasons of Doctor Who. She right. plays um, the, the companion character. And, it, you know, this year was a strange situation because we weren't allowed to mention uh, any properties that any actor had been associated with. And, questions from the audience they they could not ask via microphone they only were able to submit questions uh by discord yeah and I so ran it was an a, issue with that it was a very strange situation but uh you know i, I saw a lot of positive feedback from it hmm. and people enjoyed the interviews and people liked the discord system i was very surprised by the whole thing but uh at least in my session it worked really well yeah, I couldn't get it when I went to the Star Trek panel because I always ask them what what's your favorite musical and would you like to sing something from it? Yeah. Um, but I and I scanned the link and it took me up because I had already preloaded the um, Dragon Con thing into my Discord, but it wasn't loading the 
it wasn't letting me post anything in there and no one that I could find that was a volunteer that was in here knew anything about it at all yeah. whatsoever. I don't think they even knew what I was talking yeah. about. No, yeah, sorry about it that. worked for somebody because it worked questions. for it worked for a lot of people. There was a lot of yeah. people yeah. asking questions, and it was really cool. Yeah, um, but I did get to talk to Christina Chong. Her favorite musical is uh, Chicago. Okay, nice. There we go. I got one answer. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nice, awesome. Yeah, which I saw in New York it, years ago with Nana Visitor starring in Chicago. Oh, wow. oh that's cool. And, yeah. and what is what is Runa's favorite musical? I I didn't ask about Runa's favorite musical. I really should. There was somebody there in that dress, though, with the little little stuffed dog. Yes. Like nailed it. There were two people. One of them was in the masquerade and one best in show. Oh, good. Yeah, they should. That's that was a a great costume. And they really the one I saw really pulled it off. Oh, yeah. Our good buddy Clarence from Discussing Trek says, glad you guys had a great Dragon Con. We did. We did. We did. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, uh, if you're listening on the audio podcast, we'll take a quick break right here and promote a fellow ESO Network podcast show. But don't go away because when we get back, we'll be talking about the season premiere of Star Trek Lower Decks. So stay right there. I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cletus Jacobs. And we're inviting you to join us as we dwell into the dawn of the DC. We'll be reviewing new titles such as The Unstoppable Doom Patrol, Shazam, Green Lantern, Titans, Justice Society of America, and more. We'll also be reviewing DC Television's final season of The Flash, Titans, and Doom Patrol. Join us every week on the Earth Station DCU Podcast, part of the ESO Network. Spoilers. Boo yip, boo yip, boo yip. Spoilers. Boo yip, boo yip. I love it. Yep. <laughs> and that's spoilers for the first two episodes <laughs> of Star Trek Lower Deck Season 4. Um, Tuvix and I Have No Bones Yet I Must Flee. Uh, let's start with Tuvix. Who, who yeah. thought we were going to get a, a, a sequel to Tuvix this nope. year? Nope. No clue. Right. Nope. I I never look at the episodes ahead of time. I don't look at trailers. I don't even look at uh, names. I the just turn Tuvix it on. Tuvix wasn't watch it. like hinted at at all at any of this. Unless oh you man, it caught me off guard. Yeah. It, uh, as soon as, and then the spelling T W O V I X, I just started. <laughs> Lower Decks does, and I know Lower Decks does fan service and callback right. They really yes. do. Yeah. Man, it was it was good. I haven't laughed that hard on a Star Trek episode <laughs> in quite a while. Yeah. Wow, last time good. Lower Decks was on. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. If anyone out there has been thinking, man, I wish they had more Voyager references on Lower Decks, like, you're covered this week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they only really kind of hinted toward the Voyager inclusion very recently. Right. There was oh, a okay. there was a new trailer or something like maybe two, three weeks ago that had uh that showed a little bit of Voyager and had Mariner freaking out because they were going to be on Voyager. And I'm like right. But so, you know, going into it, I expected we would get a cameo and I'm kind of glad that we didn't. Yeah, we got a lot of the ship exterior and interior and it looked phenomenal. But I'm kind of glad that they didn't go the expected route with, you know, I mean, at the very least, you could see the EMH making an appearance. Sure. yeah. Yeah. Because he's, you know, essentially part of the ship's equipment. So he his program should be there. 
So yeah. I'm kind of glad that they did. I mean, not that I don't want to see my Voyager pals because I love them all, but I'm kind of glad that they went against expectation. Mm-hmm. Or even like they, they made a point of that he's installed holographic um, things throughout yes. the ship. So you could have had like, a, a somebody hologram who's the tour guide for the Voyager experience, you know, exactly. They, they yeah. could have easily done like, and, but they didn't, I, I, it was more like it was just a cameo for the show mm-hmm. instead of for the specific actors. And they just went deep into like the Voyager lore on it. Yeah, and we, we did get some cameos though. Some, yeah, some characters that have appeared in Voyager before. That's right. Oh, yeah. That was this, glorious. Yeah. Really and this was. is, this is, and this is when you go to, it's a comedy. That's when you go with it because there, this is a ship they get ready to turn to a museum like Disney World where you can walk on it, but they still got that crazy dangerous cheese of Neelix's. They got a freaking macrovirus on the ship. They yeah, got well, I don't freaking... think they knew the macrovirus was there. I think. Oh, that's it, true. They didn't know I that. It has escaped detection all this time. Yeah. And then, but then they had working Borg alcoves and all this stuff. And I just <laughs> laughed at everything they show. I just, I haven't laughed that much. And then they had those salamander robots. I mean, it was, it was really, truly funny. Yeah. I love the salamander robots. They were they were amazing. And we, we've talked before about, you know, now that they have all these Star Trek shows set in different eras, you can tell stories or aspects of stories across the eras. Yep. And it's kind of yeah. cool that now you have the the decommissioning of Voyager and it going to Earth. And then on um, Prodigy, they had the launching of the Voyager A. Yeah. And then on Picard, mm-hmm. you've got 20 years later, the Voyager is now at the museum station right. or whatever yeah. and then yeah. you know 32nd century there's a voyager j in service and yes. a, a, a you know a, a a discovery character saying man that's a lot of generations of a ship I w- i'd love to know those stories you know like it uh, you know it all kind of ties <laughs> together it makes it feel like a universe and we're just seeing little bits and pieces here and there i think that's great yeah absolutely i totally agree with you and i'm glad you that's a great point yeah you know seeing the 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 ship and the and the name throughout all those different quote unquote generations. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And I love I love how faithful they were to the look of the ship. And even when yeah. they were in things like the mess hall, there was a dude putting a pot of what was probably Neelix's Layla root stew on the yeah. thing. And he, he turns his nose up at it because it obviously stinks. Yeah. And then they had that mannequin that had the little chef's hat and apron that Neelix always yeah. wore on the episode. Which is right. great. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just love seeing Chaotica again. Oh my gosh. Oh, yes. Yeah. And mock and the, and Michael Sullivan, straight out of uh, was it what was the place? It was the Sandra Fairhaven. 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 Thank you. And yeah. the way he's got that accent, and he's basically, <laughs> "I love you." I mean, it's just so great because that was a yeah. that was Kate's love before. Um, mm-hmm. was one episode where she lost her memory and fell in love with a guy. Uh, <laughs> he was just so great to see him on there. I like when he said, "I miss my wife." Yes, <laughs> I guess he remembers his wife. <laughs> yeah, Janeway deleted her. Oh, that's right. That's right. And what then, do we uh, think about the plot of, uh, I mean, it's convenient that 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 pedal made it all the way to the transporter and got transported. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. But then you have the the plot of sort of taking the Tuvix situation and and building on it. I mm-hmm. love that. I oh, thought it was brilliant. Yeah, I did too. To, like take all the senior staff and be like, "You're gonna, they're gonna kill me. I'm gonna kill them first. <laughs> I'll make basically." <laughs> Yeah. Veronica, I wrote brilliant and I thought about talking to you guys because I remember when we talked about two of mm-hmm. us, we went around and everybody said, Did she murder him or not? And I remember Veronica strongly said yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I love when they even said, remember when they were saying they straight up Ooh. murdered him? But then when when the captain was actually looking at the history, it's like Janeway killed him. She's like, Holy crap. 
You know, I thought Jay Way found a way out of this. <laughs> nah, she killed no. him. No. <laughs> Jay Way didn't mess around. Yeah. <laughs> but what's interesting is that obviously Boimler subtly disagrees with uh, with Mariner, and it looked like I mean I was waiting for a good debate scene. We didn't get it, right. but mm-hmm. at least he was like, well, you know. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, real quick, uh, Clarence says that Voyager looked beautiful, hundred yes. yeah. percent, and he wishes they learned more uh, into leaned more into the Tuvix stuff. I didn't love the B plot. Yeah, I don't think you needed the macro virus going on. It's kind of yeah. cool that a, what would happen if a macro virus came in contact with a yeah. Borg nanoprobe, <laughs> and then you have a macro nanoprobe. Right. But um, <laughs> I think that the I agree with him. I think that they really could have just fleshed out more of the, the Tuvix plot. I don't think you needed yep. the, the macrovirus subplot. Yeah. I agree. It was so much going on. It, it yeah. felt kind of chaotic. Yes. I mean, this I know chaotic it was in it, but <laughs> <laughs> this is a reversal because I loved it as it was. Okay. It, was, it was so zany. It was like a Marx Brothers Three Stooges <laughs> thing for me. And yeah. so and, and and that was the thing. It was so stupid that I could I just couldn't stop laughing. It was like you said, the macrovirus <laughs> was insane. And but and I tell you, they completely caught me off guard when the, the when the guy what was it Talali to 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 loops almost tulips. <laughs> I did not expect him to turn evil and start converting everybody. I mean, good night if that didn't catch me off guard, and yeah. that was so funny. And then he went and got one of the whales for some reason for some <laughs> yeah. mops. <laughs> right on. So here's here's the third side of this argument. Matt Sweatman preferred the B plot. To the Tuvix okay. stuff. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, in other words, this episode had something for everyone. Well, yeah. true. Absolutely <laughs> it, true. It is kind of cool, though. It's like the lore of a Star Trek series is just like the star of the show. Yeah. You know, right. Yes. I'm to escape yes. from everything that ever happened on Voyager. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. how Tindy eventually, the, the way she eventually accepted, yeah, let's just put them apart because now they're the one big giant blob. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't really a sentient being anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that makes it easier when it turns into a giant blob. And you're like, oh, yeah. It, exactly. And so if you can reach that point, never, we're going to get into that Tuvix argument again. And I know yeah. we don't need to do that. But I mean, it's the same argument. Right? Yeah. If, yeah. If it's a non sentient big blob of chaos, then, you know, I would rather have my friends back. Yeah. But if it's a really sweet and like the best of both, you know, best sides of both people combined into one nice person, I don't really want my friends back. That's <laughs> BS, man. Yeah. Well, they're actually, they sidestep the moral dilemma. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. I actually wrote in my notes, what a clever way to get around the moral issue, because it's like, well, now it's this big blob of something. Right. You got to yeah. you got to save it. <laughs> yeah. Nope. I'm sorry, but I'm I'm staying with my original argument that no, Janeway was not wrong. <laughs> you said she was not wrong. No, she's not wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I always felt that way too that she wasn't wrong. It was a horrible decision to have to make, but I always kind of yeah. felt that she did the right thing. Yep. I, I but think yeah, it should have lived. <laughs> I'm with Chuck. Yeah. Evenly oh, split in the middle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the great thing about Star Trek. Yeah, people will be just, just debating that episode yes. as long as there are Star Trek fans. Yes. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that's the yeah, great thing definitely. about it. Yeah. That's what makes that episode so good is mm-hmm. that it continues to spark debate. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Matt Sweatman chimes in by saying, I have no moral dilemma. The second I saw Tuvix, I was like, kill it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Matt, just a little slower. (laughs) And Wayne is jumping ahead a little bit. So we'll come back to that one when we get to the second episode. Yeah. Well, in this episode also, then we have the the concept of the lower deckers being promoted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Loved it. Yeah, I celebrated. Yeah. like freaking out the entire time. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna get promoted. I'm gonna get promoted as long as I don't screw anything up. But I do that all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, really though, he was afraid of how it's going to affect his relationships. Yeah, that's you know? yeah. It's sort of being scared of change. Yeah. Uh, which is natural, I think. I mean, and, and for a character like Boimler, who's been very driven to be promoted, mm-hmm. yeah, to then be looking at it and be like, oh, I don't know, you yeah. know, I, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I exactly. Thought- I thought it was good because a lot of times in, in series like Next Generation, even in other, the other series, especially in a comedy, the characters remain static. Right. And I like the fact that they're not remaining static. Right. Even um, even Mariner, who I mentioned in the first season, every now and kind of sort of got on my nerves just a little bit with how far she took it. Yeah. I like the growth that they're showing here with everyone because at some point in time, they are going to get promoted. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. And they, they could have easily gone the Simpsons route and just had them be ensigns yeah. for 30 seasons. Yes. Exactly. And have no exactly. time. Yeah. Right. Um, Keith, you make a very good point about mm-hmm. season one Mariner. And that kind of that's the thing that we're going to talk about when we get to the second episode, because mm-hmm. they did a very, very good callback to that first season Mariner. Yeah. But we're, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get there. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Um, Matt gives us a little transition into it looks like we have a story arc this season. Yeah. So what yes. do we think about this? Uh, for one, I mean, we had a, a little a, a return to the, I believe the same Klingon ship from Wedge Dudge, which yeah. we also need to talk about another element of Wedge Dudge, but let's go with what Matt said first. Um, but we have this mysterious ship popping up, blasting people. What do we think is going on here? Mm. No clue, but I did write that it straight up murdered them, just like they said earlier about yeah. Tuvix. Tuvix, right? Yeah. And interesting that both crews, the lower deck crews, are literally plotting to get rid of their their <laughs> officers. Yeah, which I thought was great. Yes. My hope is that it's a new species. It's yeah. not yes. it's somebody familiar going to pop out of there. It's Agreed. not going to be the the parasite worms. It's not going to be the <laughs> You know, Zinkassi, it's not going to be anybody, right? It's just somebody we've never heard of before. Because I think Star Trek needs that, right? I think Star Trek does need that, but I don't think that's what Lower Decks is going to do. No. Lower Decks is going to give us somebody that we know, but don't expect at all. Right. Yeah. You know, like the Breen. It's going to be the Breen or some crazy nonsense like that. I hope not. They've set up the Breen already. The Breen are going to be at some point, I'm sure. But... I mean, I, I would love for just to have a new major race. I agree. Star Trek. I agree. But I think that's, I think that has to be one of the live action shows. Maybe. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be surprised for lower decks to lead the way on something though, because they seem to be the most yeah. creative group out there. You might, I mean, you might be right. It might, it might be someone familiar, but um, go ahead. Matt has a suggestion. Okay. Maybe one of those God computers got out. It could be Peanut Hamper. Yeah, or uh, the one that... Agamus? Yes. Yeah, that Jeffrey Combs plays? That yes, could, yes, yes. You're right. It could be... Badgie could be on that ship, <laughs> you know? 
Badgy. Yeah, it, yes. could be, it could be Badgy, Peanut Hamper, and Agamas teaming up. Who knows? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Nice. At least right there on. would be their own lore they're bringing back. Yeah. Right. You know? I was right. even wondering if they were going to say it was something that had somehow, somehow come back from the future and it, with advanced tech, somebody or something. Could because be. that ship was kind mm-hmm. of interesting. It took their power down so easily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. and then blew them up. To, now, do we assume that those people did like dead, dead, everybody on those ships? I mean... I mean, the, the captain's yeah. chair was floating in space, so I was going to go with dead dead. <laughs> unless, yeah. we're, unless we're beaming people over. Right. Yeah. Who knows? They did show right. a... It was a bright light. True. Yeah. And they did show one of those, um, you know, those cargo containers with a Klingon symbol on the sides. Right. <laughs> I thought the configuration... Oh, ne- this is next episode. Never okay. mind. Never mind. Oh. But it ties into this plot. Well, mm. Before we get into the next episode, let's talk about Talyn. Yes, because uh, I've I've been waiting for Talyn for two years. I was so happy to see her back and in a major role. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I was kind of afraid that she would get um, like Kayshawn, that she would get yeah. Kayshawn, where she just is a background character and you hardly ever see. Because Kayshawn, they sort of set him up like he was yes. going to be, I mean, like the new Shax, but he very quickly just became a background character. We got more of him this episode, which was nice. Yeah. Yes. But, and I loved, uh, ransom just goes <laughs> shaka when the walls fell. <laughs> yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, I love to though. I love the actress has a great dry delivery. Yeah. And she's just a Vulcan. She's not a Vulcan. Who's going through something. She's not a Vulcan right. except such and such, you know, she's just being a Vulcan, which is nice. Yes. I thought agreed. So yeah. I, thought she, I thought she worked well. I, I, I enjoyed her chemistry with the rest of the group. <laughs> like we're, we're examining hydrogen atoms. Like hydrogen is the most common element. <laughs> <laughs> Clarence loves the ship. The ship was his favorite part. And he loves when they lean into their own stories. Yeah. It reminded him of a more advanced version of the future's end ship. Yeah. Could be. Could be. Yeah, I mean, that, we don't we don't know. I'm I couldn't hazard a guess as to who it is. So you might you might very well be right. Yeah, but I, I'm glad to have a mystery. Yeah. Yes. Right after they said, and and there's no big space mystery or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. It's like, so yeah. It's yeah. You're like, mm. right. <laughs> yeah. One thing I did like on the show, they got really, really. We're talking. Uh, I think Matt didn't like the Tuvix part. They were really leaning into it because uh, when they they really went like you know bad evil sci-fi movie and when they kept coming off the thing they said there was captain frigelman and then there was chandos shaburns and then that that whale thing was shwell schwevens or something weird like that and they just got really stupid with the names they started merging together yeah. and that was so camp i had a really good time with that that was yeah. hilarious to me but but it's consistent with Tuvix too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, yeah. Like me and Alan got merged. They call Challen or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, why would you do that? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, one anymore? weird thing that yeah, one weird thing that needed to happen was and this is a weird thought. It, it was so good. It was so good because I love their humor and then their science that they bring in. Their their um, adherent to the lore. Right. And I literally sat there and said, man, I miss Prodigy, which is so weird. Simply mm. because you see how much they can do with animation right. and how much they can do in the when they don't have to do the live action. And I literally sat there and go, this is a great show. And then I thought, man, if only Prodigy were here. So we yeah. can have two animated shows doing the stuff they do. Right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Sorry. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Matt says, hang on. 
Challen, kill it with fire. Challen <laughs> alone. He deserves to live. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, especially since Challen is an amalgamation of the best parts of both Charles and I. Well, you will have a super person that you will absolutely love. Absolutely delightful person. Right. I, was, I, was, I was merging our name, all of our various names together. Because oh, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. What'd you come up it's with? It's fun. Okay, so Chakaka. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Chakaka. That sounds like a singer from the seventies. Okay, which sounds Klingon. So Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, okay. I like that. <laughs> and um, Aller. <laughs> I don't know where Aller? I got. Who's the? Who's the? I don't know. I, well, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was, lost control. Uh, <laughs> because Ver. But oh god. So using just the Ver and Whoever Alan, it is, Alver. Alver. Yeah. Veronica, you got to assume that your dog jumps on the transporter pad too at one point. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Um. Rough it. <laughs> Speaking of which, I did like the little beat. Where Dr. Taana is like, why does everyone tell me about their pets? And he's like, oh, <laughs> that was yes. good. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any more thoughts on that episode before we move over into the next one? Excellent season opener. Excellent. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was great. And yep. then next up, we had I ha- I have no bones and I must flee. I keep wanting to. Say, I can, it's hard not to say the title of the Harlan Ellison story. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and yes. and it had such a TOS ring to it. it right. Yeah. I really loved it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It was Shakespearean. <laughs> it's too bad Harlan's not here to sue him. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! But you know what? The opening, the 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 first thing that jumped out at me this this episode. Did you see that Romulan ship? That's what I was going to say the earlier. Romulan, the configuration of the Romulan ship was really cool because it's based on the original concept art for the Dideradex, where it was vertical, where Andrew Probert's original design was vertical, and they ended up flipping it horizontal. And so oh. there's been fan versions of that for 30 years. Oh, it's awesome. I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't know that. That's a super deep cut. Yeah, it's actually I on the it. on the show, which is cool. Yeah, which is I, great. I, I thought it looked really concept cool. art. Yeah, and it looked it had a very Star Wars look to it because mm-hmm. Star Wars will orient their ships in a in a kind of particular way sometimes. Right, right. And I thought it looked really, really cool. I loved it. Yeah. At first I was like, why are they flying sideways? <laughs> Which of course there is no sideways in right. space. Yeah. yeah. But, but it, yeah, I thought it looked super cool. But then just from a world building perspective, too. I mean, this is the Romulan Empire still chugging along, still churning out new ships. They haven't yeah. met any disasters yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought it was great. And I loved the scene with the Romulans. They were hilarious. <laughs> yeah. We're cleaning up our torture chamber and now we're plotting and we're plot we're arguing about who has the best plot to kill the captain. Right. I would love to see you die, sir, but not like this. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Klingons. They were plotting to take out their captain. I thought it was right. hilarious. Let's take care of this one. So get back to being suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. Oh, it seemed a little too mirror universe. Okay. To me. Okay. You know, I don't know, but I still loved it. I still laughed at it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I like seeing the Romulans. Um, and I like seeing the Romulans just being the Romulans. Um, yeah. I do. I, I mean, just as an aside, I would still like to see more of the Romulan refugee storyline that was dropped in Picard, but definitely. Yeah. But I, I, it is nice to see the Romulans as they were next gen DS nine era. You know, mm-hmm. um, 
But yeah, I mean, we, they went they went to a space menagerie that had scooped up some humans. I guess this happens somewhat regularly. <laughs> they just blend in with all the other bipedals. Yeah, they had a bunch of bipedals and some humans got mixed up in them. Right. What, what do we think of the menagerie? It was fun. Yeah. It was a good episode. I thought it was very enjoyable. Um, Matt Sweatman says, first there was Baby Groot, then there was Baby Yoda, now there is Moopsie. <laughs> right. I don't know if Moopsie will have quite the popularity of the first two no. examples, but it'd be nice if he did. Yeah. 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 I think I think you'd have to have a Moopsie as a reoccurring character. God. Yeah. Right. Moopsie uh, was fun. so funny. Yes. <laughs> just the I mean, just the fact that he only ever said Moopsie. Yeah. <laughs> just, just cracked the, me up. The juxtaposition of this little it looks like it so it should be a cartoon character's like comic sidekick character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it just like is vicious. Which yeah. Yeah, I mean like, if it's with Star Trek, that's yeah. that happens to yeah. Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, like Kirby the or dangerous. something. Huh? Right. He looks like Kirby or something, and then that mouth just opens up and that was pretty wild. Right. Um, I did chuckle early when they did the scene with Ransom and, and Trax where they were doing the uh, yes. the the yoga stuff. Oh my they had god! Those, like, awful uniforms on those costumes. That was one Dude. of the scenes I've been looking forward to because that was yeah. in the trailers. And, right. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're wearing Beverly Indiana's workout outfits. Basically, <laughs> that was ridiculous. It was. <laughs> it's ridiculous for the ladies too. So you know. I, I know. I, I totally agree. Yeah, it's yeah, just it funny to, that that was the callback that they decided to make. That's right. Hilarious. And then yes. they were going for chocolate shakes after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cheat day. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Um, and you're you're talking about Mariner, about the throwback to season one Mariner. Because yeah, mm-hmm. yes. that's what was going. My first thought was like, oh, this is back to the Mariner. I don't like. Yeah. I don't like disruptive Mariner. But go ahead with mm-hmm. what your thought was that you held earlier. Well, Keith was talking about how disruptive she was in the first season. And now we see why. And we see that it's a pattern of behavior for her. And we find right. out that it's not necessarily intentional. She's learning this week. That yes, that actually is a pattern of behavior for me. Why do I do that? Mm. I thought that was so interesting. Yeah, man, yeah, I thought it was good. And it's not often you watch a cart. I mean, there's a lot of cartoons where there's characters who have irritating traits, right? They're over the <laughs> right. top, they're annoying, or whatever. Right. But then to see that character going through like introspection as the show goes along and learning yeah. about themselves and yeah. growing is yeah. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. rarely get that in a live action show. Watch a lot of cartoons. Right. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's why it put me in mind of Prodigy because here you have two cartoons where the characters are actually growing and changing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and like what you guys were saying earlier, they could have left them as lower deck ensigns for the entire run of the entire series, mm-hmm. but they're not doing that, and I love that. Yeah, because that would have been part of the joke. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, right. you know, the whole setup for Disco was that the focus of the show was going to be on the first officer mm-hmm. and not the captain. And, right. you know, by the time that we've reached the third season, she's a captain. Yeah. And they've kind mm-hmm. of like taken she's taken that journey, but they've also flipped the expectations for that show. You know, right. the thing yeah. that was the standout uniqueness of the launch of that show no longer existed. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, as I mean, as Boiler points out, though they're they're still lower decks. They're still the lowest ranking exactly. mid level officers. So they're yes, um, they're, it's not like they suddenly became captains or something. Like they're they're still right. doing the grunt work, and uh, that seemed more like a reassurance. Like the show's not changing, you know, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thing a bit. Um, but I think that's good. I think I I would like to see these characters grow. I, I'd love to watch the show until they are all captains. 
But just Absolutely. remember, between seasons one and two of TNG, Jordy went from an ensign junior grade all the way up to lieutenant commander to take in charge of, you know, because they lost, they didn't have a, a chief engineer character and they needed to make one. And they're like, well, let's just use the guy we already have. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, Worf did the same sort of thing where he jumped to yep. security chief. Yeah. And yep. this is a show because it's a cartoon, because it's comedic. This is a show where I could literally see the entire series finale be like a 10, 15 year time jump where you see them as officers yeah. and it would work, you know, and, and it sticks not an alternate future, but literally just, you know, 15 yeah. years later and they're all commanders and captains and so forth. Yeah. I could see that working. Knowing them, they would riff on all good things in the process. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. right. That would yeah. be amazing. Uh, I got to I got a kick out of Boimler went to his cap, his uh, quarters, which were some reason on. They have the strangest quarters on that ship where they put people. It's like right over the nacelle. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, if you look at the ship, though, there are windows that point right at the nacelle. I've always yeah. thought that they should do that because if you look at like the Enterprise D mm-hmm. and there's a lot uh, of windows that are just like the floor is the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would love if one of his quarters was like the entire floor is the window and he's trying to like sleep on his bed. <laughs> I, I thought that was cute. I mean, I, you would think Boimler would know that you can adjust the window. Right. Filter out the, the right. yard. But I did like the idea. Because it, it's kind of like your first apartment where like there's a neon sign outside. Yeah. yeah. That, that old cliche. So I, I did like um, playing into that. Because, yeah, I mean, on the ship, on the models of the ships from the show, there are windows where like, oh, that guy's just looking right at the Basari Collector. <laughs> it's yeah. a terrible yeah. view. And hit his box of stuff was the recruiting poster that evidently the number one recruiting poster because mm-hmm. you saw the, the Ad Astra title. Yeah. And then he was babbling about the mirror universe, Captain Archer. He had a doll figure. of it. <laughs> and he, and he had the, the Paris plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Clarence says that he loved the Boimler stuff in this episode. Truly funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, um, he was. Matt Sweatman says you can take the characters out of the lower decks, but you can't take the lower decks out of the characters. <laughs> That's Truth. right. And Matt continues by saying, I hope the lower decks finale riffs on these are the voyages. <laughs> oh my gosh. Awesome. Wouldn't that be freaking hilarious? <laughs> that I can see that happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it was a fun episode. I like that you had a little, um, I mean, it's been a recurring thing on the show of ransom and Mariner of that yeah. dynamic. And I, I mm-hmm. I'm, I like that they took that to the next step. Yes. Um, right. And I mean, we had the whole subplot with Rutherford. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I mean, that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. Leaving off um, the last episode with him not getting promoted. Right. Yeah. He's like, it's fine. I'll just get promoted in it today. Do they yeah. not have certain times when they do? I mean, they, they just throw them whenever they want. I don't know, but I guess you can't, they don't have enough pips for, uh, what was it? Not Lundley. What was his name? Levick, the, uh, Levick or something. Levick, like yeah, they didn't Levick. have enough pips for him and Rutherford to get promoted, I guess. He's like, no, <laughs> sorry. so strange. <laughs> I know. Like, where did yeah. that guy come from? I don't know. The 1990s <laughs> college uh, uh, comedy, <laughs> sorority fraternity comedy, because they literally were doing the shaking the fist like you used to do in those, those <laughs> right. bad comedies. And I thought it was funny at the end, which again, you know, this is when you, it's, it, it was it was hilarious is when they basically said he's turned down all those promotions. And she's like, well, can he have one of those promotions for whatever? He goes, yeah, sure. Here you go. <laughs> oh, he had yeah. to ship quite a few times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that situation at the end of yes. season one, um, mm-hmm. when the packlet situation, you'd think you'd get a promotion off of that. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But now we find out he's just been, he's been turning them down. 
because he was right. hanging out with, with Tendi. But I, yeah. I loved his like continually trying to do something to get noticed. And the other guy always did it first. And he'd be like, love it. <laughs> and then in the end, when yeah. the promotion got t- taken away from that guy, he was like, Rutherford and also Tindy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad they resolved that, though. I'm glad they didn't just leave Rutherford and Ensign. And yeah, me too. too. But yeah. Uh, and I, I I like the idea of um, Rutherford and Boimler being roomies. Yes, because I'd like to see more of them together. Because it's always yeah. been Boimler, Mariner, right. and, and yeah. Tindy and Rutherford. Right. So hoping we're going to get some a little mix up of that. Kind of like year. when Nog and Jake were roommates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. get along. No. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Uh, be funny when, to watch. Yeah. I did. I did chuckle when Boimler realized he says, "Who puts a room between two different whatever holodecks?" Yeah. Yeah. You hear that weird stuff going on on the one, and then you hear stuff, go- and then was uh, the captain was say as president, what of the entire federation or something like that, yeah. and then the other side, evidently, the doctor likes to kill. I don't know what Robin Hood or something. Peter Pan. Sure the- yeah, no, Peter Robin. Pan. The- yeah. No, he said chopped off Peter Pan's head. Oh, was it? I thought yeah. they were playing Robin Hood. Well, I thought they were playing they Robin were- Hood too, but Boyle was chopping off Peter Pan's head. No, oh, I mean she does that too. Yeah, yeah, they were because at first uh, Shrek said something like, "You shouldn't have done whatever you did to either Robin Hood or the Sheriff of Nottingham." Right. And then later they talked about Peter Pan. So evidently she has this thing for getting really violent in the tights in a little cap, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you would think that the holodecks would be better soundproofed, though. Yeah, Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Like, they how thin can walls be on a starship? First right. of all, but also yeah. you know that those things are soundproofed. Yeah, they. I I wouldn't want to use one if it wasn't soundproofed. Uh-uh. <laughs> Thank you. That's the darn sheer. Right. Oh yeah, but it was a good pair of episodes this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought so fun. too. Yeah, a nice setup for the season long mystery. I hope it's not the Gorn. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> I know, right? Speaking <laughs> of Gorn, funny. unless it's a Gorn wedding again, I'm right. good with a Gorn wedding. But other than that, no. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys had referenced earlier, I really did like the little discussion between Mariner and Ransom where she was getting really defensive. And you said, he was like, you do this. And she goes, no, I don't. And, I, and she, oh, I do do that. And he yeah. just kind of looked at her. And then, of course, being lower decks, he has to start doing pull-ups. Mm. Feel the burn. So, you know, they got to throw right. that stuff in there when he was uh, doing that in the other episode when he actually promoted her, she first protested. But I like that because it is incredibly difficult to, to manage to balance humor and drama and action and they yeah. do it incredibly well i'm still incredibly mm-hmm. impressed with how well they balance all that out mm-hmm. so i really I like this sh- that i got it's not really sh- mm-hmm. I, I really the not shot but the image where he appeared on her badge on her little pip the <laughs> he's like i'm the best you have the best <laughs> officer ever yeah <laughs> yeah that was nice <laughs> uh, it's like he was the pip that was really cool He's a pip, all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I guess. Go oh, sorry. You got comments? Only a couple. Okay. Matt Sweatman says he forgot to mention cleaning the holodeck. Ew. Oh, and, yeah. And Wayne says soundproofing wasn't in the script. True. Correct. You're yeah. right, Wayne. And ironic, Wayne, that you, that you guys talked about the soundproofing, because if you remember in TNG, the transporter room was lined with what is in real life soundproofing foam initially. So we know mm. they got stuff to soundproof with, but it was a, it was a great bit. I was just, this is one time I was just able to relax with the silliness of it and kind of go with, but like you guys are saying, you're not going to build a room over in the cell and not have a way to dim the lights of the windows or whatever. So, right. but it was just silly. Yeah. It was yeah. Just funny yeah. To me. 
Yeah. Well, I guess for the next few weeks, we're going to have some additional Star Trek to talk about. Yeah. Because starting yeah. tomorrow, for, for one, tomorrow we've got the Star Trek Day stream hosted yep. by Jerry O'Connell. But also they're debuting the Very Short Treks. Yes. Those mm-hmm. little, it starts tomorrow and then I think it's on Wednesdays, uh, like noonish, um, for the next several weeks. So we'll have uh, some Very Short Treks to discuss in addition to Lower Decks. Very cool. Yeah. You know, every every year so far, I miss Star Trek Day, and I always think I got to remember next time to to, to like request that day off. Well, this year it falls on my regularly scheduled day off. Awesome! So I get to watch all of it tomorrow. I'm very excited. Yeah, I won't be able to watch it live because it's in the middle of the work day. But yeah, uh, I'll watch it over the weekend though. It, I'm, I'm glad they're doing something, and I'm glad they had the foresight yep. to film something before the strike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that there is something. Obviously, there won't be the big. They've been doing the big to do. You know, where you have all the actors and everything. Obviously, you can't do that this year. But I'm glad we're getting something, and um, I'm glad they're 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 really leaning into the Star Trek animation. They yeah. just announced. I just shared in our group like moments before the podcast that there's a, a new line of like merchandise uh, for lower for the animated series, and one of them was a T-shirt that says Kirk is a jerk on the back. <laughs> Um, really i haven't i haven't looked through them yet i really just just saw it right before we got on here so i shared it to our group oh how um, fun that's awesome i like that they're celebrating the animated series i'm hoping that i will like their um their tributes (laughs) to the animated series because i wasn't super encouraged by the trailer but i'm not i'm not counting it out i'm just um yeah you know the, the point of a trailer is to get a reaction from you, and it got a reaction exactly. from me, but maybe not the one that they were there. And I'm sure <laughs> that they throw out the weird images to get you to talk and share. Yeah. But I, I'm sure that they that there's a good script behind it. There's there's a, a, a good explanation for everything that we have seen. So I, I think it's going to be. I, I have hope. I mean, I don't think it's going to be bad. Okay. Yeah. You got faith, Alan. I got faith of the heart. <laughs> you know I do. You have more than I have. So. <laughs> no, uh, we'll I'll, see. I'm, I'm hoping yeah. to be pleasantly surprised by them. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know how many it is? I think it's like five of them or something. Okay. And there's a whole litany of actors who are appearing. Okay. Or doing voice work for it. Okay. And Excellent. it's being produced by, uh, as his name, Casper Kelly, the guy mm-hmm. who did the, the viral series Too Many Cooks. Okay. What? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Nope. yeah. He, his claim to fame so far with Star Trek has been that in that Tribbles episode, that Tribble short trek, he mm-hmm. did the Tribble serial commercial at the end. <gasps> oh, so that's his contribution to Star Trek up to this point. And so oh, this, that's this, fun. Yeah. Okay. So well, I'm glad that he's been like, you know, embraced and brought on board to do more. I think that's great. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, Alan, where can people find more of you? Well, wait, hang on. Matt says that they're hoping for a trip retcon. <laughs> we'll see, buddy. Yeah. I think that's Okay, well. One. I've got a I've got uh, another little podcast on this here ESO network and it's called Modern Musicology and we just put out an episode celebrating the 50th anniversary of one of the greatest albums ever recorded and that is Dark Side of the Moon. Our next episode, and it's crazy to me to think of both of these things happening basically at the same time. The next episode is celebrating the 50th anniversary of the birth of hip hop. Okay. Um, and after that, we have an interview with an up and coming band called Sleepy Kitty. Super excited about that. Um, and then I've got this other little podcast called Doctor Who A to Z. So we just did a Dragon Con recap. 
and uh, people should go and check that out. Actually, the the Doctor Who the, that episode comes out tomorrow. So, which for those listening back on the podcast, that would be uh, September eighth, right? Okay, twenty twenty three. If you're a yes. historian listening to our podcast, exactly. <laughs> and now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go kill the sheriff of Nottingham for being a a little bleep face. <laughs> that was going to be my opening if if uh keith went with moopsie <laughs> <laughs> so i had to get it in there somewhere <laughs> all right well keith where can people have more of you you can find me on x and instagram and facebook primarily the eso network facebook groups and one thing i want to mention too just uh, piggyback on alan six i didn't do it at the beginning obviously people listening to this know but tomorrow september 8th is the is the 57th anniversary of the original series, which is why yep. we're talking about Star Trek Day, and the 50th anniversary of the animated series, which mm-hmm. premiered seven years to the day after the original series. So I'll yep. probably do some posting about that. Yeah. And we talked about this, and we did a show with our uh, sister show, the um, ESO Network. For There are still people of Star Trek fans who haven't seen the uh, animated series. Yes, it has horrible animation. Yes, they have no, a lot doesn't. of mistakes, but you will make yourself very happy if you watch it because it's some of the best star trek honestly you will ever get watching that animated series you know trust me on that for those of you who are still like yeah it's great speaking of that i want to bring Mm -hmm. up that and i think this got shared in on our facebook group but Mm -hmm. somebody cosplayed that one cell from the animated series where it's uh, Nurse Chapel in her blue uniform with one red sleeve. They painted one sleeve wrong. It's red. And somebody cosplayed that. Yeah, I shared that. Is Charles, you, Charles, you posted that, right? That was on my Facebook. I shared that. Oh, so that's that great. Monumentally creative. I I'll just, go back and share it to the group. Because please that's, do. That is just amazing. Great, yeah, that's great cosplay. That, that is great. And then, um, speaking of Star Trek Day, I was going to say, if you're a super nerd, Star Trek <laughs> actually debuted on September 6th in Canada. <laughs> so we're celebrating the wrong day. Right. If you're an Orthodox Trekkie. Orthodox. <laughs> Orthodox Trekkie. Okay, you know we got to use that now. <laughs> Love it. All right. And Veronica, we have an announcement. Yeah. Yeah. We um are just launched our YouTube mm-hmm. um series. Yeah, the Felt Nerdy YouTube channel is yeah, live nice. now with content. Yeah. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, I've been sitting on some videos that we'd filmed uh, for for Hulanta um, and mm-hmm. and other things during the pandemic. And I hadn't released them yet. Cause I kept thinking I'd go back and revisit them, that kind of thing. But then they wanted to show them at the, that screening at dragon con. I said, well, well, what better time? So the first video is up. So if you look for felt nerdy on YouTube and subscribe, like share, give us a, give us a break. You know, we're, we're trying to get this thing started. Um, but yeah, the first video is up. We've got a few, we'll have a few weeks of having some video content up there. And we're gonna start filming some new stuff to get on there as well. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Veronica, where can people find more of you? Um, so you can find me specifically as Double Woman on Facebook and TikTok. Uh, Double Woman 8 on both of those, technically. Not 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Um, 8. Um, I think you're just Double Woman on Facebook, but you're 8 on TikTok. No, am I, I am think, I wrong about I, that? No, I think because you have to make your little username thing and Double Woman was created. Okay. The page is Double Woman, but okay. like the little, like, URL uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I have a uh, good bit of Star Trek content on my TikTok and um, I filmed the Anson Melt talking about the strike mm-hmm. at Dragon Con. Not that video has gotten a little bit of traction. So mm-hmm. um, check that out. 
And of course, the Double Women Facebook page is kind of our, um, it, it's primarily me, but um, our more adult uh, mm -hmm. puppetry content yeah. and, and nerdy content. Right. And that's the not safe for work. So yes, not safe yeah. for work. Okay. There's one, there's two videos on my TikTok that are not safe for work that are um, puppets. Yeah. <laughs> but go check those out because those are also hilarious. Yes. All right. Where can people find more for both find both of us? Feltnerdy.com. And Monkeying Around, a podcast about the monkeys. Yep. We've got some fun episodes coming up. We took a little break for a couple of weeks because of the Dragon Con and everything. But uh, we're all about to go together to see uh, a performance of the beautiful The Carol King musical. And we'll do Ooh. a review of that. Oh, and nice. Then, yeah. And then we're going to talk to some fans who were at the Monkey Men, which is the, the tribute, the big new tribute act. And so we're going to get some some reaction from some folks who actually saw the show and they've got some audio they're gonna let us share and that sort of thing so um oh wow that should be a fun episode we got yeah. a few things in cooking so check out monkeying around it's a good time to do that very nice and do you have a closing for us this week moopsie oh that was his intro though <laughs> that doesn't matter it's Moop, you could do moopsie as much as you want because moopsie <laughs> is everything okay <laughs> Well, everyone, join us live next Thursday. We go live talking about Lower Decks, or after Lower Decks, it'll be just about Star Trek. So join us live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube or our Facebook group, which for Earth Station Trek. It's fun, and you can throw in your comments and join the conversation. Right My on. dog is going to be Moopsie for, for Halloween. Thanks for joining us live, everybody. Wayne and Matt and Clarence and everyone, we really appreciate you joining us live every week. Yes, absolutely. I, I, it's great to have the interaction and the support yes. guys. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Yes. And then before we go, no, our dog is going to be that dog from the Enemy Within. I've already called that. Yes. So. All right. I love <laughs> you it. Have but this next one, no, but this one's a more recent reference. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Earth Station Trek. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a positive rating. You can also send us feedback at earthstationtrek at gmail.com. You can join in the fun on our Facebook group or follow us on Twitter. You can also visit us online at earthstationtrek.podbean.com. We'll see you next time. Live long and prosper. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.